Hello everyone and welcome back to the Total 90 podcast. As promised, uh, we are joined today by Owen aka Cuba. Uh, Both of us are going to do a quick review of each Premier League team for the upcoming season. Uh, This episode was recorded on the 12th of August 2021. Enjoy. You alright Cube? Yes mate, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I, I think uh, we managed to s- put in a Man United only episode recently. I was like, going to say, the king is back on this one though, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I told the audience you'd be back like if they missed your dulcet tone, so here we are. Uh, I think obviously, I've again, <laughs> we're uh, as prepared as ever. Oh, I world world class uh, podcast professionals now. It was a beach day, wasn't it? It was a beach day <laughs> at night. Um, just to let the audience know, today we're gonna try and cover all twenty Premier League teams, and we're gonna go bottom to top. Um, we just wanted to leave Arsenal till last because Cube's an Arsenal fan, and you know we don't want to depress them too much before we start. The <laughs> yeah, pod. Say, if, so, if, I, if we go top to bottom, mate, like I'll be, I'll be in full on rant mode, <laughs> and then we'll not get through the rest of the rest of the twenty. Like, yeah, I'll be one team, and then you'll be off. Like, all right, let's get started, mate. You might have to uh, keep us right on some of these because I haven't even wrote them down, so I've got them in front of me on uh, on the laptop here. So we'll start straight away. Wolves, what's your thoughts? Well, kind of. They had a, was it a season or two where they were kind of like doing quite well, weren't they? Obviously, last season was a bit more of a struggle for them, wasn't there? They ended up 13th. Um, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't really see them doing much more than being kind of having like that mid-table struggle again this season. I don't see them like being competitive kind of towards the top end like they have been in seasons past. But equally, I don't see them being in any particular trouble. Yeah, I think um, I think they'll be mid-table floaters again. But it's the only worry for me mate, is they've obviously got. I think they said it's mutual consent, but they wanted rid of him, didn't they? Um, Nuno, um, and for me, I don't know. You might disagree. Nuno's primarily a defensive coach, and he's got the three-four-three system that he likes. Or Five three two or what, what? However, but basically he plays five at the back, yeah. Mm. And this new guy's come in. I don't know a huge huge amount about him, but I do know he's meant to be pretty gung ho. So whenever a team like goes like in a totally different direction without any transition, I think it takes it takes a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know what you mean? I, I take your point. It creates risk. I guess. I guess the only thing like I'd say about them is. Like if you look at their record, say last year, like they were actually okay home. Like they were kind of like relatively mid-table at home. It, the thing that cost them last year was like their away form. So you, yeah. like they couldn't, if I'm honest, they couldn't really get much worse away from home. Um, so because I like, I see, I know what you mean in terms of like moving from a defensive-minded coach to a more attacking coach. Like, but to be honest with you, like they didn't pick up that many points away from home. Anyway, like so, I don't know. I think it, it on balance, like I, I don't think they'll, I think they will struggle. I don't think they'll necessarily like improve, but equally, I don't think they're gonna, you know, fall off that much that they're gonna have any kind of particular problem in terms of like survival. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and also I guess uh, Jimenez coming back is a massive plus as well. Hopefully, he has a good season for his sake after that horror uh, injury. Well, it was at Arsenal as well that injury, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember, mate. 
okay. Um, yeah, um, I, I think we're both on par on the like mid table, maybe. No yeah. risk of going down. No, I agree with that, mate. I agree with yeah. that. Uh, let's move on to the next one then. West Ham. West Ham quite interesting, aren't they? Because obviously last year, like, did phenomenally well, really, like all things considering. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, they must be phenomenal to finish above Arsenal, <laughs> clearly. Um, <laughs> the thing about them is, I would say, it, it, to me, last season, and you know, don't want to be any disrespectful to anyone who sports West Ham or whatever. And it, I think that was a bit of a fluke. And what I mean by that is, again, if you look at the look at their form, like they were the second best team in the league at home last year. Um, and I think the thing about West Ham is, is that I think they're probably one of those teams that have probably benefited from the fact that like the fans have been away because I think the fans put a lot of pressure on them when they play at home. Obviously, the fans will be coming back this season and therefore I think they will get like a natural dip. Um, like I personally can't see them. I think they won 10 at home last year and picked up 34 points. Like, I can't see them doing anywhere near that. So, I, I think they'll drop points. Um, and I think they'll probably do about as well as they did last year away, which was, you know, solid ish, but not like remarkable. Um, so therefore, I don't see them. I think they'll be kind of mid table. Um, but I don't see them being kind of like, you know, what I mean, I think last year was a degree of a blip, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to see. Uh, yeah, they finished sixth last year, didn't they? In the yeah, six, yeah, six, six, sixty, sixty-five points. Like, you I mean they were in that kind of like? There's probably you'd say four teams kind of outside Chelsea that were competing with them for top four. Yeah, I know that we kind of like slipped off or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I personally, I don't see them. Like, I think they'll be top ten again. I don't see them falling off dramatically. But yeah, I just don't see them replicating that. Like the level of home form that they had this year but I just can't see it yeah. personally also it depends if they get the main band back don't they uh, they need to pay up uh, Jesse Ling's like <laughs> pay the money like oh yeah I mean they're guaranteed top four if they pay that 25 mil like well to be fair mate he tore it up for the last six days I mean, I mean you know what I think for whilst we're on Lingard uh, I did we did have a little talk about him on the last pod with the Man United lads but I think that's probably like his level is just a little bit below like the top teams. He's a really good player, very intelligent, but he's just that little bit short. He's like not rapid, and I wouldn't say he's like. It's a little bit hard to describe because he, he's he's a good player, but it's just that he's a little bit short and. Every I don't know. I, th- I That's think it's a bit harsh on him. Obviously. I don't think it, I, th- I think with, I think with someone like Lingard, if I'm honest with you, like the choice for him and his career is like, do you want to go to a club like West Ham where you've got a more important role of the team? There's less there's less pressure on you, and it's a good environment where you can kind of perform. Like yeah. with Man United, like especially Man United, I would say more than any any other team, there's a lot of pressure and expectation, like in being in a team and you have to have a certain kind of like character to be able to rise to that. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I agree in terms of like, he is a really good player personally. Like I, I think that would be a good deal for him to go somewhere like the West Ham. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a relatively fair price, 25 mil. So I, I think a deal will be, will be done there. Cause I think that kind of suits all parties really. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think it, you, you hit the nail on the head at the end. It, it suits all parties if he moves. But yeah, going back on West Ham, yeah, um, I think they've got an all right like starting eleven. But I, I agree with you. I don't see them anywhere near the like challenging for top four. I, I do agree. I think that was a bit of a anomaly. Well, I think the thing about with, in teams like West Ham as well, I think it's a good point about like oh they've got a good first eleven because but the, the the flip side of that and you know. Arsenal are a bit like this as well, where if you pick up a couple of injuries, like you're, you're quite your, your squad's relatively thin and you are exposed to that. Like, you know, and that, not to say that I think anyone in West Ham is necessarily going to pick up an injury, but that's the type of thing where, you know, one or two players get a long injury and then it's going to make it, their lives very, very difficult, like to get anywhere near that top four. And then, like, all jokes aside, I know I said their main man is Jesse Lingard, but one of their key players is uh, Antonio and. He's made of glass, isn't he? Like, no, he's going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dreading putting him in my fantasy league because of his injuries. Never mind build a team around him in real life. And I mean, well, that's 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 the way it is. The when you're in that, like, do you mean you kind of in that, like, yeah, top half of the table type club? Do you mean it's like, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Let's move on. I guess anything else to add on them? Yeah, mate. I think all of these teams we are kind of firing through. We could always add more, but. We'll spend a little bit more time. Well, yeah, I mean, mate, the last time we spoke was about three three hours, wasn't it? On like, so yeah, yeah. so we'll try and speed through these. Um, Watford up next, mate. So Watford newly promoted, aren't they? Um, I mean, I think generally speaking, this will apply to most of these clubs. Like, I personally think the promoted clubs are going to struggle. Like, um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think life will be difficult for all three of them coming up. Like, personally. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what Watford do have that experience though, isn't it? They've only had one season um, out of the Premier League. Um, yeah, I don't. To be honest, mate, I, I've, in terms of Watford and most of the other London-based teams, personally, I would rather have a good mixture of teams from everywhere in the country. Especially like being from the north, I would prefer more northern teams than southern teams. There, I mean, uh, that might be just a bit like biased because I'm from obviously up north, but I just don't like. I'm going to get pelted possibly on Twitter, but I just don't like Watford as a club. Don't like what they stand for. Um, sacking man, they've, they've probably had uh, more managers than Premier League games in the last. <laughs> Ten year or whatever. I, mean, I, I, I think your point I think your point about like they've only been out of the league one year. And I mean actually with, like when you look at it, when they got relegated, like it wasn't like they were way off the pace. So I kinda I, I do see your point. Like I think probably Watford have maybe got the best chance because of that experience. Um but yeah, I don't you know, I, I think it, it's realistic to expect that most of these guys coming up are gonna struggle like yeah, I don't know much about, to be honest, their manager or anything like that, what they've been playing. Uh, I always kind of say it to my mates that I'm a little bit of an elitist when it comes to like watching football. I'll watch every single top league in different countries, but I'll not dip down to a championship. I'll watch the playoff game because I know then somebody from there is uh, coming up in the Premier League. But yeah, so I literally didn't watch any games. I know that uh, they've got a couple of wingers or forwards anyway that's quite highly rated. Uh, well, their manager's that. quite inexperienced, mate. So, like, he's he's not really... He's only been managing a few years, really. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm intrigued to see how uh, that saw gets on because I thought rated them quite highly the season they went down. Mm. Um, and there's another Brazilian kid. I think he's called João Pedro. I'm not sure, but I've not seen him play. But apparently, he's quite highly rated. Um, but yeah, that's. Well, I mean, they've got they've, they've got they've got they've got quite a lot of like English players in the squad as well, don't they? So I think it's they've got Ben Foster, Danny Rose. Um, Tom, oh, Tom, Rose, yeah, Tom Cleverley, Troy Deeney, like you know, they've so they've got like um, decent, like you know, solid players, but yeah, like, I don't oh. know, yeah, Jimmy, with people with Premier League experience here, so you know, yeah. they've probably got the best chance, I would say, but you know, I, I still they, they were short when they went down and they're not like you know, immeasurably better, I would say, so yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, right, next one should interest both of us a little bit more. Uh, Tottenham. Shit, mate. Gonna get gonna get relegated. I reckon, Mike. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you a simple question: Will they finish up above Arsenal? Well, I mean that's that's a tough one, really. Um, I, I suppose part of part of the question is going to be like: Are they going to keep Kane? Yeah. And therefore, if they keep Kane, like how 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 much of a hangover is there going to be from the fact that basically he said he wants to leave the club? Like how are the fans going to react to that and stuff? So I don't know. I mean, if I kind of put my allegiances aside, like, you know, annoyingly, like I do quite like generally like the way that Tottenham like play. Um, and I think they have actually got a lot of quality in their team. Um, so it, that that is quite annoying, actually. Um, yeah. I, I, it's it's difficult, mate. I'd be honest in terms of like when you when you look at the top of the table, um, because you've got like you know the the top four. Um, I think Liverpool will be stronger this year because obviously they had a bit of a, a you know a well poor season and from their standards, kind of compared to winning the league. Chelsea obviously got top four, but they've just bought Lukaku for ninety odd million pound. So that, you know they're going to be better. So I think it's it's going to be like tough for the likes of say Spurs, Arsenal, and even Leicester, who are kind of aspiring to get into those Champions League places. Really, um, and then if you look at kind of there wasn't really a lot between like Spurs and Arsenal. So like it's yeah. it's hard to say really. Like I mean to be honest with you, mate, bluntly, there wasn't a lot between. Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, or even Leicester, really, like, you know, when you when you when you break it down. So, you know, I think it's it's um yeah. I mean they'll they've obviously kind of bizarrely gone from like Pochettino, who's probably a bit more of a offensive minded coach, to kind of two more defensive coaches, if you like, which hasn't really worked for them, has it? Like up until now. So it'll be interesting how uh, Nuno gets them playing. It's a very I mean, they got rejected by Half of Italy, didn't they? <laughs> Pretty much everyone, everyone going basically, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much every man and his dog rejected them until Nuno. T- I think uh, they didn't want Nuno at the start either because I think he was interviewing for the job with Biden and then went after like, I think they must have just got the Serie A like teams list out and went after every single manager to get like. <laughs> I don't. I, to be honest, I mean, I know, I know, like that's like because obviously you're in transfer season and stuff, and it's funny and that, like. But to be honest, me, I don't think that really matters. Like at the end of the day, he'll come in, he'll do a job, and like whether he does a job, like you know, what I mean, he'll be judged on that. Like everyone will forget, like the fact that 
there was a merry-go-round of them interviewing every manager going. Like that's just just a sideshow, really. Like I, I think it wasn't even the fact that they were interviewing them. It was more that they were offering people the job and they turned it down. Also, well, if you, well if I mean, I, who knows, mate? Who, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I'm quite interested actually in seeing how Nuno gets on because the season before last, he was being tutored for like the Chelsea role. Like he was quite highly rated, wasn't he? So, I know, mate. I know. Uh, so, it'll be interesting what, what his formation, what formation he brings, and if he sticks to what he was doing at Watford, or because if he is, then. Uh, They've got quite a good, like, I think it'll suit someone like who was their left back last season because he could bomb up, but he wasn't really, uh, it was regular. Yeah, I think players like that will probably flourish, but we'll see. They've um, got, I think they have got, I think it's for me, it's a bit like the chat where we were at Southgate, wasn't it? It's that I think they've got a lot of good players in that squad, um, and it's about, it's about finding that system that works for the players in the squad, like, so yeah, I think, uh, bottom line for me, mate, I don't think they'll even get. In the top six, really? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about like who your top six is because we okay. talked about it with the United lads. Um, I had my top six as uh, I'll wait till Arsenal's there because I'll say this similar thing, so I'll, I'll wait till we speak about the last one. So, yeah, okay. I don't think they'll be uh in the top six, put it that way. Uh, Southampton, um, Southampton. So, how did they do last year? Um, so they were 15th, weren't they? Hmm. What do you what do you make us out of that, mate? And um, I'm really worried about them, mates. They seem to be having a bit of a fire sale of uh, some of the top players. Well, I say fire sale from off memory. I think only two or maybe threes left. I think Bert, Bertrand's left. Uh, who else? Vestergaard's leaving. Ings is left. You're hearing rumours about Ward Prowse being heavily linked with. Coincidentally, Spurs and Villa, and they're loaning players from Chelsea and God knows who they've bought, mate. So yeah, I mean, I really like Arsene Hoel, uh, or however you pronounce that, as a coach, but he'll have to do wonders if they're not reinvesting heavily. Yeah, I mean, do you know what, mate? I got, I got to admit, like, I, I have got a bit of a soft spot for Southampton as it happens. Um, because I lived, I lived down that way for a year, um, and yeah, like the the they've always seemed to be a club that is running a, in a good way, yeah. um, and with a with a kind of a, a progressive style of play. Um, but as you say, like I mean, they conceded a lot of goals last year, um, and as you say, players are leaving. They're not necessarily like massively reinvested in that squad. And I mean, I know okay, like last year was a again a bit weird where most of the clubs who went down like didn't get a lot of points but I mean they ended up the year on 43 points there's not a lot of margin there for a club like Southampton is there really and you can yeah. you can kind of see like you could easily foresee them sliding a bit I mean the thing that I think probably saved them last year was their home form um they actually got just one point less than Arsenal at home last year do you mean so like they're actually decent at home, and I think that's maybe that's maybe the things that can make a difference. Where like you're able to perform at home, but yeah, I mean, I I think you're right, like me. I think I think they will struggle. Um, yeah, and I think, I think they they the, they'll be in the mix. I think definitely the yeah, bottom. Like yeah, they might just survive, but yeah, I I, I worry for them. Uh, moving on, Norwich City, mate. 
Yes, yeah, so they're one of the newly promoted ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think we, I'm probably just going to repeat myself from, from, from before, really. I think, I mean, yeah. I think, I think they're all going to struggle. I think, like, to be honest, the thing about them is they haven't really, they haven't really got a lot in their squad. Like, when you look down the squad yeah. list, there's no real, like, you know, names that you look at and go, like, you know, I mean, I think they've got Billy Gilmore on loan from Chelsea, didn't they? Um, I don't know if he's if he's still going to be there next season, but Tim Krullingall, that's prob- yeah. that's the, probably the only name that I recognise in their squad list, really. So um, yeah, let's let's move on, mate. I think we're both in agreement. Like a lack of talent, uh, Jermaine. That's the, that's going to cost them in it, like basically. Uh, uh, to be fair, their coaches, uh, I like. Like the way he tries to set up the teams, are just uh, it's just a bit of a shame that he hasn't got a higher quality of play, like because he does play quite an attacking brand of football. But I think when you've got that sort of level of players, you're probably better off playing like Burnley. And yeah, there's a reason why Burnley play like that. Well, and, I think, I think, I mean, I've got a slight to... on Burnley, but no, like, but I think that, but I think that's, little... but I, I actually have a lot of respect for Burnley, like because as you say, that's that pragmatism, isn't it? Where you know. Certain teams have a certain style of play, like Southampton. Yeah. We just talked about where that's to be kind of admired, but he, as well, like you've got to kind of respect the fact that, like, you know, Burnley have established themselves in the division, you know, much like kind of Stoke did or even Bolton did, really, by, you know, being difficult to beat and yeah. like playing the game in a way that other teams don't want to play them. Like, you know, and I think that's like fair play, really, because at the end of the day, it's about. It's about survival and establishing yourself first and foremost, and then if you want to grow from there, then fair play if you can. Yeah, but you know, you want to. It's ideally that's the way you should grow, but you know, to be honest, uh, we'll talk about one of the teams later on. Leeds, they just kind of blew that out of the water, haven't they? Like in the sense that you can be gung ho and still. Survive. Yeah, but I mean, I think he like their manager's a special manager, though. Like you yeah, can't, like yeah. you can't really forget that. Like, yeah, he's absolutely top class coming from a man united fan it hurts to say like but oh, I mean, he, you can't you, you can't deny that can you jimini is just outstanding yeah i knew he was pretty good when uh bill bow smashed man united in the i think it was the europa cup mate and uh herrera and them just ran the show like but uh, anyway moving on newcastle thoughts well so New, newcastle i think probably will be fine again, you know, probably very similar to Wolves, really, um, where, like, mid-table, um, Newcastle City always have that knack, don't they? Like, despite, despite kind of, like, never really invested in the team, they always seem to have this habit of, like, surviving relatively comfortably in the end. So they kind of, like, they almost flirt with, like, being in the mix a little bit. Um, but then they kind of like just go on a run and they get themselves clear. Like, and I think that'll probably be the case again this year. Like, I think I don't see, you know, I don't see Newcastle really kind of progressing like up the table, but equally, I don't really see them. Like, I think there'll be another year of like consolidation for them, really. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, bit of a shame that a uh, takeover didn't go through, mate. If I was a United, uh, Newcastle United fan, I'd be human. Like, oh, mate, same. How, how have you got, how have you got like, Abramovich, who owns um, Chelsea, and there's been a lot of questions asked about like how he's managed to get his funds and uh, how he gets help from. I don't want to say too much because I don't want any anthrax through me door. But, <laughs> um, and then City, mate, like, <laughs> like how can you have Man City being owned by 
uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm thinking Qatar, but that's because they've just got Messi uh, at PSG. What? Who is it that owns uh, Man City? Mate? The the other one. <laughs> uh, I'm totally, but you know what I mean, mate. Like, yeah, I how do. can I do. those uh, like Qatar and uh, uh, the, other the other yeah, one? The other one. It's really bugging me now. Um, yeah, so like, how how can you turn down? Newcastle being bought out, there was literally no real reason aside from the fact that they were getting pressure from the city owners and I think other big clubs not to let that sale pass because obviously if another, uh, like if Saudis came in mate, and bought Newcastle, I think like City wouldn't, put it this way, City wouldn't be outbidding anyone in the future. I mean, I, I don't like who knows me because I, I must admit, like I've never, I've never really looked into it that much. Like, I mean, you're right. Like, I would be, I would be foreman. Like, if I was a Newcastle fan, I mean, it, the thing is about Ashley. Like, obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't really like. He probably has kind of interestingly, really, like if you look at it kind of from a long term view, like when he came in, like the cup was just like riddled with debt, basically. Like had been, you know, in some ways it's a bit like Sunderland, wasn't it? Where it had been almost like chronically mismanaged. And he's come in and like effectively stabilized them and given them a solid financial base now. I think, you know, one of one of my neighbours was saying the other day is like, oh, they've got the best balance sheet in the Premier League. And it probably is true. Like they're a very stable club and like, you know, they've they've been managed well from that respect. But I think it's he's good at I was going to say he's good at what he does. Isn't he's he? good at managing a business, isn't he? But I think I yeah, think the point is yeah. that like Newcastle fans, like you know, they're very emotive and passionate about the club. I mean, not that people aren't, but you know, you live up here, mate, and you know, like yeah. you know, they're particularly like passionate about like yeah, yeah, That's their why club. I them to be bought out, mate, because it would have been uh, one of, like the northeast is like a hotbed of like for football, basically. And it, if they get any sort of real success, mate, I think. You'll see the fans going nuts. Like, can you imagine if Newcastle got that funding and started battling for the Premier League? Oh, mate, it'd be magic, wouldn't it? Like, it'd, I think, it'd, yeah, it'd madness. Like, and uh, that's coming from someone who doesn't even support them. Like, no, but you know, though, don't you? I think that's that's yeah. the, that's the thing, isn't it? And you're right. Like, it's really important to like the community up here. And I think you're right. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is that you know, kind of, you know, and obviously we grew up in Sunderland, didn't we? So, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a bit like weird to say about Newcastle, but like you can kind of see that they are a sleeper giant, aren't they? And it's like they're the, yeah. they are the classic club, like with, with even like, you know, a relatively like decent amount of investment, like from this stage, like I think, yeah. you know, and they've got a really solid platform like to grow from. So, yeah, I mean, I must admit, like, I'm surprised no one's really come in and bought them before now, to be honest, because, you know, to me, like, I mean, obviously, I haven't got like hundreds of millions of pounds sitting in my bank account, but to me, they see eminent, eminently investable to me. But yeah, know. yeah, especially as the world becomes more global, uh, like you know what um, the city owners have done at uh, City, it would be you would need half the money to do that at Newcastle because a they're already a big club. Well. They were bigger than Man City, put it that way, at this point. No, I have to agree with that, and, yeah. And, and like, the fan base, they've not had any sort of success. And they they're still get, what, like 50,000? Oh, mate, 50, it's 000. crazy. It's crazy, isn't it, really, when you think and about, about it? Like... And about 20,000 of them's like, got their tops off and <laughs> a little bit out of shape, like, but, you know. <laughs> uh, the other 20,000 is punching horses, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm just no, but you're right. No, but you're right. Though it fans. would, it would be, uh, it would be great to see. Like, I mean, like yeah. that's you know, kind of having grown up in the northeast, the dream would be like for both them clubs to be like established in the Premier League and having some of them like real kind of like you know big kind of derby battles that they had in the past. You mean because that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Like that's that's the ideal. But you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, the next club. Let's have a look. Uh, it's some United. some some little club that I've never really heard of before. Like, yeah, uh, mate, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's the Abu Dhabi group, mate. Who owns them? Uh, <laughs> it was just like I had to, to quickly. No, nah, I, I, you know, one. I, I kind of, I, I was gonna say, but like, I didn't really want to like get me geopolitics mixed up. Like, so I thought, you know, I don't want any death threats or anything. So I thought yeah. I'd just keep your mouth shut. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Man United, mate. Uh, well, we've uh, we've done a full. Me and a couple of the other lads have done a full podcast on Man United, so I'll not go too much into detail. But I'm pretty excited about the season, mate. I think we'll. Uh, in my prediction, I said we'd probably finish third, but it'll be very close. Like I think one to fourth, it's not going to be a case of like one team running away with it. I think it'll be close till like the last few weeks, and I have United as like third. So I'm excited anyway, mate. I think I think I think I would be I would be a bit nervous if I was you, mate. I mean, because I think like that's the to me. I I think you probably slightly outperformed last year, if that makes sense. Like, because you know, if you if you think about like how like I think Liverpool won the league with like was it ninety points or whatever when they won the league, and then they've kind of come back to like having like 69 points last year. So I, I don't think that's going to be repeated by them. I mean, you'd have to go and look at the stats, but I don't think there's been a drop-off of any kind of like Premier League champion to that extent. Um, you know, maybe he's kind of putting Leicester to one side because they're a bit of an anomaly, if you like. But I, I think Liverpool... Let, let's be honest, mate. Liverpool's the same as Leicester, really, aren't they? Won the Premier League <laughs> in its whole entirety once. Fluked it. In, no. a se- in a season that was marred by like the COVID nineteen coming in, or was it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like rubbish, mate. Absolutely we, rubbish. We, we heard, we heard. We'll get to them, but we heard like, uh, you know, chance of how they're gonna dominate for the next decade, and then one defender goes down and they start like holding seances or whatever. Like he's dead. <laughs> he's not gonna come back. Wearing t-shirts. Um, I think we need to get uh, a, a more neutral uh, person on this podcast. Like, but what I would anyway, say, so, anyway. so, I, so, so I'd Back say about United, my, I'd say about my United, I would be a little bit nervous, like because I think I think the the thing about and I, and I know you kind of given like a relative level level head analysis there. And to be honest, I do genuinely agree with you. Like, I think it will be, I think it will be very close amongst the top top four. Like Liverpool are going to bounce back. Chelsea have just invested heavily. I mean, I know you guys have gone and in, out and invested heavily in Jaden Sancho as well. Um, but I think it's just got that. It's very tight up there. Like you can't can't deny that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. I think and I think that if you look at like the thing, and I don't know whether this is maybe like something to be nervous about or something to be like optimistic about. But if you look at your success last year. It was built on your away form. Um, and I think I would probably be nervous if I was a Man United thing like a fan. Like I don't think you'll do as well on the road again this year. I mean, not that I think you'll do crap on the road, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't think you'll get as many points as you did away from home. And I personally can't see you making those points up like at home. So I think you'll probably you'll probably do, you know, you'll be if we look at your home, you'll probably be getting about 30 to 33 points at home. 
you got 31 last year. And I reckon away from home, you got something like 43 points away from home, which I just don't think you're going to replicate this year. So I think... I I think they'll turn around, mate. I think it'll be home will get probably 40 plus and away possibly about 30s. Um, But what I would say, um, one thing about Oli is he's like improved year on year. It might not be at the speed a lot of people a lot of the Twitter United fans want because they want like quadruples. Yeah, last yeah, of course, week, of course you, you know do. What I mean? yeah. um, but what I'm saying is, one thing I've always said about the United, like when I'm looking at managers for United, as long as they're improving and I can see improvement, I don't mind as little that they continue, mate. Like, uh, so that's the key thing I would say, Shawshank. Even though it might not be at the speed. Some people like or the style. Some people like. I think he is improving. He's learning himself as well. He, you know what I mean. He's he's not managed a club this stature before, so you can see as he even last season as he was going on, like you can see he was changing certain ways he would manage. So he's learning. You're right, mate. Um, so so, so I suppose what I what I what I would say on that is that like, and I I do I do agree with your analysis actually, and I think like you know. To me, the the thing is about like your away form last year, like that's actually quite a good good sign, I would say, like in terms of like Ollie as a manager, because that's kind of for me, we, when you look at the teams that win the title, that's kind of bit generally it's based on your away form and your ability to kind of get points on the road, generally speaking. So I I reckon you got seventy four points last year, like I reckon that was probably top end of what you can do. And I reckon your range this year is probably 68 to 72 points, like if you are in my honest opinion. And I reckon, like for me, let's just say 68, like I don't see, so I think when you say third, I think that's probably a decent shout to be honest, because I think I think Liverpool will be getting 70 plus and I think Chelsea will threaten with 70 plus as well. Do you know I mean? So I think you're right to say it will be, it will be close, like and you definitely will be in the mix, but... I think this year will be. I think if you if you finish top four again this year, bizarrely, I think that would actually be quite a good outcome for you guys. Like um, top four on a trophy, mate, that would be my main. Yeah, thing. no, I agree and with that. It, like it, it totally depends. Like we, we spoke about it on the United podcast that we done. Um, it's like how you get top four. If it's a case of you're battling for the title, like we kind of did last year for a little bit longer, maybe. And then, like, you just settle into the top four and you get, I don't know, an FA Cup or something like that. Um, you, you can't really grudge that. Like, no, it's, I mean, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because I think, you know, I suppose that that's where I kind of, you know, because I'm sure you're going to ask me the question about Arteta later. And I tend to, like, I tend to watch the game with emotion and one style. But like when I analyze how a team does, I tend to look at the facts because like yeah. the facts build performance for me. Um, yeah, and I don't. Let's, let's uh, move on because I think uh, I'll probably be doing future Man United uh, podcasts as well. We don't need well, to spend yeah, so much time yeah. on them. Yeah. Right, um, uh, Abu Dhabi City. I mean, I, I, it's hard to look past them. Like in terms of winning the league again, if I'm honest, mate. Like you spend. Spend a hundred million on Grealish, and you're already champions by what was a, f- a fairly sizable way. Like, yeah. I mean, it's hard to look past that, really. I mean, I know well, that... I th- you know what, you know what, mate. Just to quickly catch you on that, like in relation to them running away last season, I think like last season showed 
the teams that have spent a lot a lot of money on their squad, not their eleven, mm-hmm. their squad, um, because there was any top team did like they just didn't have a rest mate. It was like um, a game every three or four days constantly. So if you could rotate without losing too much quality, then obviously it's a massive advantage when you've got so many games in such a short space of time. I think now that we're slowly returning to uh, like a bit more of a normal season, I guess you could say, um, I don't see them having that advantage. Um, all that being said, I still agree with you. Like They are favourites, but I don't buy into this that it's one of the best teams that like the Premier League ever seen, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, that, I mean that, that's probably a separate debate, like, but I think, yeah. you know, I think to be honest with you, like when you look at Man City, I don't necessarily, and I, and I take your point about the squad, because I think the modern game is basically about your squad depth. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at Man City, it's their, it's, it's the lack of goals they concede and actually, it's not, and and their their defensive record isn't necessarily based purely on defensive talent. It's also based on the system that they play. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And I think the thing is that you mean whether or not they'll score another eighty goals this year or whatever. Like, I still don't see them conceding many more than thirty-two. And if you concede thirty-two goals, like you're going to be like there or thereabouts at the top of the league. Like you know they're, I mean? they're definitely the ones to be. Yeah. I just wanted to um, try and get a kick in somewhere. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest, mate. Um, if, if they weren't owned by the Abu Dhabi group, they'd probably be in league two. Yeah. But mate, you could, like, you mean you could, you could sit about like <laughs> formula one and like Mercedes and Red Bull, like, and you know, oh, if they didn't have all that yeah. money, they wouldn't be at the front. Well, I've like, given you, I've yeah. given you my thoughts about formula. We'll do a little formula one episode in the future. Maybe we'll stick it in there. One of the, one of the off seasons, maybe. <laughs> um, right. Let's move on. It, mate. But if international I'm not being biased, break, mate, yeah. international break, we will do yeah, that. Yeah. If uh-huh. I'm not being biased, mate, um, I get the feeling they'll probably end up with Kane as well. Reading what I'm reading that really, obviously FFP's out the window because apparently they're going to go in for him uh, with 150 million. Um, I think if they get Kane, it's just game over. Um, like literally, it's not beat them and you're the winner. It's just they're going to win who's coming second. Um, hopefully, Kane has that Veron effect on them after we won the treble. <laughs> we brought Veron, and then we, I thought I was gonna we were gonna go like unbeaten the rest of the season, and I <laughs> finished third. I think actually, coincidentally, um, right Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I so I'm a bit of a Jurgen Klopp fanboy, so you know, Z. Um, I mean, I think I, I used to be formerly before he uh, tanked out at uh, Dortmund. Didn't he leave them seventh or something? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no issue there. Um, I think this the season before he left, mate, he nearly got them relegated. I, I, I well, yeah, I think um, everyone has their blips, don't they? Like, yeah, of course, mate. Of course. Apart from apart from the 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 Messiah of Alex Ferguson, but yeah, that's another conversation. Like. To be um, fair, Fergie had a blip at the start as well. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, mean, I read Klopp as well. Yeah, no. So I mean, I so, so I think you know, you don't really have to say a little on a lot on Liverpool because we kind of touched on it like a little bit. I mean, I like I know what you're saying about like oh, like one defender shouldn't really make your team, but I, like, I was I was taking the Mickey mate. It wasn't one defender. They had uh, quite a few injuries, but it's just the way they went on about Van Dijk like wearing t-shirts and stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, I mean, so I think Liverpool, like we all know, like going forward, they, like they love a good T-shirt whether it's Suarez <laughs> racially abusing someone or, mate, like oh, how many Sorry, years ago did how many so. years years ago did Suarez leave them? Like, do you know I, mean? I always, I always send that <laughs> annually to uh, Harifi, like just to let him know. Oh Jesus! People never forget me, as he <laughs> says in Superbad. Never forget, right? Now, I mean, I think Liverpool, so very impressive going forward. Like they will score a lot of goals. And I think they'll um, do. They'll concede less goals this season. So you add those two things up, like they're going to be up the top. And I think they're. I mean, I, I take your point about injuries and stuff last year, but even then, like I think they're probably like, like were a degree of un- unlucky to 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 only end up with sixty nine. So I I think they've, you know, even if they had like an equal season the last year, like I would expect them to get more points. Yeah. Um, I don't see, put it this way, I don't, I don't see them losing six at home, like six nah, games. That's what I'm saying, mate, exactly. Like, um, so I mean, man, uh, so like last year, mate, they were, they were only fifth on their home form and they were eight points behind City. Like, they're not going to be eight points behind City like on their home form I, this year. Like, I, I think, put it this way, mate, I, I think they'll have a good season. I've got them finishing fourth in my predictions. Really? Four. Yeah, but again, like I say, I don't wow. think it'll be like fourth as in quite far off. I think wow. it'll be fourth as in maybe um, one point off the third, a uh, few points off second, five points off top, something like that. Wow. But what I'll have to say about them is, remember that attack, there was a, what happens with a lot of teams is after a year or two, once a manager plays a certain way, other managers start working out. Mm. And if you've got the exact same team, you don't refresh it. Um, once the other managers start working out, all right, this is their weaknesses. I think a lot of the teams started picking that up. Yeah, granted, if with Van Dyke not being there, but remember with Van Dyke being there, mate, they got smashed seven two by Villa at home. I I think it's not. You're expecting Liverpool to perform somewhere near when they won the title in the season before or especially the when they won the title yeah I mean I would, I yeah. that was an anomaly mate like okay. I remember a lot of games that season where it, they won by one goal and they got and this might be me being biased but they got a few decisions that's I would say less than 50 I remember they won a game where uh, what's he called? Their left back Robertson handballed it, like in the build-up play, like twice, and they won the game by one goal. I think it was a late goal as well, and stuff like that was happening quite a lot. So it's not a surprise that when VAR came in, their points total dropped drastically. I, I don't know. I mean, along I, with the injuries, I, I I think for me the, these guys are a bit like. And I think Man United are to like to an extent like you'd argue this as well. Like they're gonna be the opposite of West Ham. Like West Ham, I think, are gonna struggle at home because of the fans coming back. I think I think United and Liverpool probably more than anyone else in the league, like probably get lifted more by their home fans. So like I think Liverpool will end up with like thirty three points at home last year. Man City had 41. Like, I think that's going to be a lot closer, personally. Like, I think Liverpool yeah. will do a lot better at yeah, home. Like, it's quite and that... hard for me. 
take off the United glasses. But when I say fourth again, like I say, I'm expecting the top four to be very close. No, I know what you mean, and I and I agree with you. Like, I do think the top four are very 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 close. Like and I think I I think they will finish second though. Just like just a quick uh, footnote, mate. Like don't forget they've lost Wijnaldum as well, and they've not replaced him. Yeah, and what a lot of people might not like really know until you watch the midfield without Wijnaldum there the amount of work he used to get through um, unless they change their playing style I think Thiago's going to struggle again because he's compared to the way they want to play he's a little bit more wants to dictate the play like control it take his time if that makes sense whereas they want to be boom 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 straight into the front three and let them like get at the defence uh, we'll move on, mate. Unless uh, you want, you really need to add anything else. Nah, I, I think I I, still, I hear what you're saying, but I still think they'll be. I think they'll finish second. I agree with you about yeah. the top four be close, but I think they'll finish second. We'll see, mate. We'll see. Um, Leicester City, mate. Interesting one. Mm. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. Um, Some really what? good deals they've done, mate. I don't know if if you followed the transfers. They're getting really? Vestergaard. Um, they're getting. That Pats and Daka from Salz- RB Salzburg. Uh, I'm trying to think who else they got, but yeah, the, uh, that uh, Samori as well from Lille. So they've done quite a few. Uh, Mate, I think the, the thing is, it's, it, the thing about Leicester is like, I think, I think like they've always been good. Like, not to say transitioning the squad, but like, you know what I mean? When you said about like refreshing the squad, like I think yeah. they make very good acquisitions, don't they? Like, yeah. um, I mean, we're meant to be interested in James Madison, aren't we? Like, so like, I hope to God we pull that one off because that, you know, oh, the good. I think as Andy said, mate, on the United podcast, one of the lads, um, that would be a bit, of, and I'm not even taking the mic. Like, I think at this point, it would be a bit of a step down for him. Because I see Leicester, I predict them finishing maybe fifth. See, that's interesting. I've got Leicester being fifth as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Leicester, like, you've got to kind of admire them, really, like, for a whole bunch of reasons, like, um, that we probably don't need to, like, eulogise on, like, today. Yeah. But, like, I, I see no reason why they're going to step backwards, go backwards this yeah, next year. Brent- Brendan's I think a good manager as well. Obviously, um, he does have that tendency, or his teams rather, I say, uh, kind of fall off at the end, whether that's injuries or something else. But he's, overall, I would say he's a good manager. I like his style, the way he manages. Uh, I think he's a very good manager, mate. I think, I think, yeah, yeah you know, I think you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head there. Really, like you know, sometimes it's about good fortune as well, like at the back end of the season, as so much as anything. But you know, yeah. I think, I think, I think Leicester. Have a lot, a lot to admire about them. Like I think, if if Chelsea hadn't pulled off that like massive transfer, like I think Leicester would have had that like outside chance of sque- squeezing in the top four again. I think yeah. they will be very close again, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did get in, if they did sneak in it as well. Like I don't, like, I know you said top four is going to be close, but I don't think Leicester are that far away from top four either. I mean, they weren't very far away last year. Like I mean, for me, I think that's. They are firmly established, like in that group, like that's kind of probably like Man City, and then the next four, isn't it? Like, yeah. To be fair, it's exciting times for them. There, I've seen some pictures of like the development that their owners are doing around the stadium. looks Looks really good. So it's not just on the pitch, off the off the pitch, they're being run well as well. Um, 
Yeah, so, well, I think we can't say any more. Both of us have got them fifth. I think there will be a bit of a gap, but I don't think they'll be in a proper top four run like they were last year. I think there will be a bit of a gap between the top four. I mean, four you probably have to go look at their fi fixture list and stuff, do you mean, just to work out, like, are they going to be... Because I think that's, as you say, like, they're the type of team that they need to, like, start well and get on a run, don't they? But... Um... Yeah, I, I, because you said it before as well, didn't you? But I think they've got a really good squad too. I think that's the thing about them is that, you know, if you look kind of throughout their squad, there's a lot of really good players in there. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I yeah, I think we've, yeah, got, we've got, we've got fifth, so we can crack on, mate. Yeah, mate, let's move up, move on to Leeds United. Um, we both obviously already mentioned, uh, Bielsa, both rate them really highly. Um, I don't, uh, off the top of my head, I, I don't think, that apart from uh, Junior Firpo from uh, Barcelona left back, I don't I, I don't know anyone else who they've signed new to the squad. I know Harrison's become a permanent player now, but like as in who will go straight into the squad? Mate, they, they're uh, going to be fine. So they were like, you know, top top half last year. Like That's why they'll do again, won't they? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, the kind of your criticism of Liverpool about like have they been found out or whatever like you could you could argue a similar case to Leeds and they might not do quite as well but mm -hmm. like you mean I'd expect them to be in and around top half like if not if they're not top 10 um yeah. again Leeds are another one where like their home form is really really good like and I just can't see that change in this year, like they might struggle a little bit more on the road, say, than they have, yeah. but that's where do you mean, like, their manager yeah. makes a difference, doesn't he? Because of his ability, like, do you mean, that, I, so... I think Ellen Road will be bouncing this exactly. And that's and that's there. another one, isn't it? Like, that's so... you know, a bit like Man United, a bit like Liverpool, like, they're gonna get even more of a lift from being back home in front yeah. of the fans, aren't they? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're gonna. They'll probably do slightly better home, but maybe struggle a little bit more away. But so actually, overall, be like a, I was going to say, overall, like a similar sort of season, then yeah. I uh, they'll probably be like between eighth and twelfth, I would say, like depending on if they get unlucky. But I don't see them big getting anywhere near like having a problem. Like and for yeah. them, that'd be a good season. Like to consolidate, like is a good season for them. Yeah, yeah, I think that I agree, mate. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, we'll get through the next two quite quickly, mate. Everton, um, Rafa Benitez has taken the job. I know why he's taking it, because he's been wanting to move back to Liverpool for a long, long time. Never really moved out, did he? His family's still there. Um, but for Everton, it's a bit of a odd appointment, isn't it? Like, I don't know if me... it's, I don't know if I'd say odd, because, like, I, I mean, I know, obviously, me and you've talked about Rafa like quite a lot before. But I, I really, really rate Rafa. Like, I've always rated Rafa. I think he's a tremendous manager. Um, I'd take your point, you know, crossing that divide, you know, you could say that's a bit odd, but there's, 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 you cannot deny, like, his pedigree and his, like, longevity, like, as a manager. Like, I think he's just... Yeah, well, to, this he's this is the thing, mate. I'll just quickly, just to quickly pull you, pull you up on one thing. Are they getting Rafa, who's... Let's just say Valencia Rafa, or are they getting Rafa who's just been to China? Yeah, don't like listen, that? mate. I'm not. I'm not naive about the fact that, like, you know, what I mean, um, 
Valencia Rafa is long and gone, like do you mean that's not the manager they're getting, but like you know, I mean, I don't think they're under any illusions that, that that's what they're getting, yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't see Rafa like mastermind them getting like them anywhere near the top four, but yeah. like, like, I think he's a very clever, smart, savvy operator, and I think he's retained yeah. that. And I think that's you know, for me, that probably that's one of the things that separates Rafa, like, in terms of like being very good and excellent managers, whereas Rafa's had that ability to adapt over his career. And as you say, he's not like a, he didn't go, he didn't just like do well at Valencia and then fade away. Like he's, he's shown the ability to adapt and also come into like, you know, tough situations at clubs and stabilize those clubs. So, I mean, for me, like, I don't think they could have got anyone better. And I think he's actually quite a, a, a savvy appointment the only thing I'd say, the risk is that the fans don't buy into him. Um, That's a massive risk, mate. There's already a massive like amount of Everton fans that are on his back, like even before a ball's being kicked. I know, but like, I mean, you, you, you love your Twitter, yeah. Like, you know, and I think the thing is that sometimes, like, you know, the Twitter sphere can be too much of a distraction. Like, whereas the point is, I think if he gets in. They start the season well, they get a few results, like all that'll be forgotten, and the fans will get behind them. Like, I mean, and that's all I think that's all he's going to need, really. Is he's, he, I just hope he doesn't get, I hope he doesn't have a difficult I, start. Like, I think that it, one thing's for sure, mate. Every fan, as long as their team's winning, they don't really care. Like, well, mate, if you, this, if, if you look at their start, mate, they've got Southampton, then Leeds, Brighton, Burnley, Villa, Norwich, then they play United. So, I mean, that's a pretty you know, you couldn't really whisper a better set of fixtures, really, as Rafa like coming into there. So, the only thing with that is, mate, with Rafa, a couple of things. Firstly, one, his teams aren't the teams that will normally be like smashing teams three nil or anything like that. He's a very conservative manager, from my memory, anyway. And the, the reason I find it a weird appointment, going back to what I said at the start, is. Like, what Everton are wanting to do and what they're aiming to do, like, doesn't really make sense because they went from Ancelotti and they wanted to go, like, big name, like, a bit more of an attacking and, like, spend a little bit as well to going to Rafa, who, again, I might be, it, I think it might be the fact that he's been over at China and the club he was managing prior to that was Newcastle. Um, and if you look at Newcastle's results under Steve Bruce, it's not, I think it's quite similar. So, as much as the Newcastle fans like hate Steve Bruce and love Rafa, nah, but mate, you can't really like the situation Rafa in, it was in at the time was completely different. Like, you mean, I think that you know, let's uh, I was gonna say, let's put a pin in that and come back later on because I think it might be an interesting one to revisit later on like but uh, uh what are you expecting from them uh finish probably is what top 10 I think they'd be around about where they were last year which I think given that you say they lost the lost Ancelotti like I think that would be like a good year for them um so I I, I expect them to be in and around the top 10 kind of relatively similar leads really like I don't yeah. see them I don't see them falling backwards in there um you know they might they might they might finish eleventh there, but I don't really see them doing much worse than that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Crystal Palace, mate. You'll probably have the down low on them since uh, your boys managing them now. Since Patrick since Vieira. <laughs> since, TV. since I'm the expert on them, yeah. 
I know, I know all there is, all there is do to know actually, about. Do you um, actually know anything about Patrick Vieira in terms of his management, mate? Not really. Like, uh, I mean, I know, I know, like where he's been, but like beyond that, like I don't, I don't really like. Yeah. I haven't really followed him to be honest. Uh, that's, mate. I think uh, Palace is another one I worry about, mate. When, you know how I said I worry about um, Southampton. Palace have gone from a very old, steady manager to half the squad being out of contract and Patrick Vieira coming in. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a ve- it's a very, very, very big gamble. And I, I think they might struggle struggle this year. Do you know what I think I, mean, I think I think I think they will struggle. I think you can't deny that. But I, I, to be honest with me, I think that's kind of where they were, wasn't it? That's that yeah. like they didn't really have you know you know you said it's a gamble and I kinda of agree with what you're saying, but it didn't really feel like they had much <laughs> much else to do, like do you mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I, do you know, I, I think it will come down to like effectively like Vieira's quality as a manager, though, because I think it's one of those things where I think they'll struggle. Um, but if he's if he's any if he's really any good, like I think they should this should be okay. Like I think they'll be down there, but I think they shouldn't. You know, I think they're better than say like Norwich, Jermaine. So yeah. they shouldn't they shouldn't go go down, but they easily could. Yeah, we'll wait and see on that one anyway. Right, next one, Chelsea, mate. Champions League winners, as their fans keep on reminding everyone. Champions League winners. I mean, like I, I, you know, I think they'll they'll improve on last year. So I've got them finishing third. Um, so again, I think last year they were um, they were solid away from home. Like you know, they're they're up there away from home, which I think is a good sign for them. Um, again, they were up the top at home. Like they've got Lukaku, so like they should they should do better. Like in terms of converting goals, and to be fair, that's where they need to strengthen. Like if you look at them, the defensive record is very good. Um, you know they're sub fourteen in terms of goals conceded, yeah. and they just they just don't they hadn't scored enough goals. So you would think Lukaku, you know, for all all you know some of the question marks over him in the Premier League, maybe. Like, I think they'll score more than the 58 they scored last year with Lukaku in the side. Um, I've got them, just to give you a heads up, mate, I've got them finishing first in my prediction. You're joking? Yeah, yeah, I've got them first. Uh, it's a... Mate, that's bold, that, that's, bold, that's bold, that, like. Yeah, it is bold. I'll tell you why. Um, but I'll let you finish the point you were going to make. I would say, mate, I, can, I, can, I actually kind of take your point, though, because if you look at, like... Um, you know, because I talk about defense quite a lot, because I think def- like all title challenges are effectively built on defense, aren't they? Yeah. Um. You know, and and if you like, the four teams that you've got in the top four have probably got the best four defenses in the Premier League. Like, you know, so and and I think you you quite highly Champions rate... League Varane, mate. Champions League Varane and uh, Slabed. <laughs> well, you 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 year. you um you rate um their manager quite highly, don't you as well? Tuchel. Yeah. Uh, well, I used to rate him higher when he was at Dortmund. Um, I'm not saying I don't rate. I mean, like when he went to PSG, I was a little bit like, is he as good as I thought he was? But obviously, he's come in and done wonders at Chelsea. So yeah, I'm back at the point where I thought, right, this guy is obviously legit, uh, one of the top class managers. The reason I've got your top, I've got them top mate to uh, to. Like kind of elaborate a little bit more is I'm expecting them to get a couple more signings in. I'm expecting them to get Kunde and possibly another defender as well. 
And I, I think, see, see you're um, okay. So I think, yeah, okay, I get, I get where you're coming from think, now. And I mentioned in the last podcast that I just think that formation that they play is really awkward to play against. Like, a lot of teams will try and match them. Now, if you're matching Chelsea and that's their normal formation, you're going to you know struggle, what I mean? yeah. Off, yeah. And on top of that, I think because top four is going to be, like the top four team are going to be so close to each other or relatively close, results against each other is going to count a lot more. And I think, for example, you know, that, that, head, Chelsea will do Man City. Um, you see, that, you see that's, that's interesting because I, I, thinking back to the heady days that when Arsenal were in that like position of being kind of like top four, cusp of competing, like... That's the thing that cost Arsenal, wasn't it? Was them head-to-head games, and I think that's that's when like almost the manager comes more into it, doesn't he? In terms of their yeah. tacticians, and I think I think you're probably right. Like that's the bit that I haven't really thought about with Chelsea, and to an extent, that's their Champions League victory was built on that as well, wasn't it? So you're right. Like maybe Chelsea will outperform, and you know. So I I might. I mean, ref- I hope I'm wrong, mate. Um, I hope you're wrong as well. <laughs> Obviously, I want United to be first, but. I just have a really horrible feeling that Chelsea's going to be like really hard to beat next year. I mean, mate, they're going to have to. They're, coming in. they're going to have to do a lot, mate, though, to, to get from where they were at the first, mate. They're a way record. Like they've got to get eleven points on City on the road. Like that's a big, big ask, mate. But you, you got to take into note that a lot of that season was under Lampard, wasn't it? So mm. and they were playing a different system altogether. Uh, We'll move on, mate. Uh, we'll quickly go through the next few as well, uh, so you can have a little bit of extra time on, uh, especially Arsenal. But um, <laughs> uh, right, Burnley next, mate. I think we touched on them before. I think we did, uh, didn't we? I mean, I think Burnley, like we, we did talk a little bit about Burnley in terms of like their approach to the game and stuff, or whatever. So I mean, they they were seventeenth last year, thirty nine points. So like. It's going to be another tough season for them, isn't it? Like, I think yeah. that the, the thing for them is going to be if you look at, like, say, some of the other clubs that we said, like, that we expect to struggle, like the likes of Crystal Palace, the likes of, likes of Southampton. Um, like, I, I, I think those guys falling will be it's almost like harder to drop from being like f- more mid table. Whereas if you're Burnley and you know like you've got to cut out for you and, and every point counts like from the start of the year, like I think they're more equipped to deal with that pressure. I, I, f- I find just to quickly interrupt you for one more moment, like in relation to Burnley, um, I've, I don't know, mate. I, I find it quite hard to stomach that what you said before is correct. Like in terms of building a foundation when you first moved into the Premier League, it's probably like the Burnley. Um, the way they do it is probably better than what, say, obviously it's better than what Norwich try to do, which is they don't have the players, but they'll still try and play quite an expensive yeah, 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 yeah. football. But what really irks me about Burnley is they've been in the Premier League for so long. And to be honest, mate, I don't see any difference in their playing style. And for me, as a neutral, I would prefer another team to come up that's got a bit more ambition rather than basically getting the Premier League money and just trying to survive. So what, so what, what, you, what, you're saying, what you're saying is like, you'd rather like someone come up and it's like an easy three points for Man United. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I mean, no, I, 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 I have, uh, when, when they've got a 
when they've made the game hard for United and then we've beat them, I always do come out with the comment, Burnley's like a turd that just won't flush from the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I had no disrespect to their fans. Like, it's... I take I take the point you're making, and I do yeah. kind of agree because that's the point, isn't it? Is that like they've never really pushed on, but I think but, you've, you've got to recognise, mate, that like that where's the where's the the means to invest in that team? It means there's not really like here's the, here's the thing, mate. Like in terms of Burnley, that, that, just going back on my point about why I feel like they haven't done enough is they don't. It's their style, and they stick to that style, like. You don't have to spend big to get at least one player that's going to put like people at the edge of their seat. Like they play safety first, and no matter what, that's how it is. And um, and the the reason it annoys me is because all the Premier League money that's obviously shared out quite evenly, relatively speaking, compared to like La Liga and stuff. The reason the Premier League gets so much money is because it's entertaining. Mm. And if I'm being honest, mate, every time I see Burnley against, unless it's Liverpool away. Their playing style is just like it's dreadful to watch. And um, obviously, they're really good at what they do, which is like the other side of it. But do you know what I mean? As in, like, how long have they been in the Premier League? Oh, I don't know, mate. Well, but but I think but I think that that's you know, and, I, and don't get me wrong, because I kind of compare them to like say Stoke. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And and obviously, you know how I feel about Stoke. Um, but. I don't know, like that. It does add a degree of like variety to the Premier League, doesn't it? Where yeah, yeah, like that's right. And, and I think I think you're right about the the Premier League's entertaining to watch, but I think the fact that like you've got teams that are hard to beat as well makes the league yeah. like more challenging and more competitive, and that does add add something to the league. But yeah, I mean, we probably don't need to layer on on Burnley. Well, I, I think you, you are right. It comes back to that when United play them, bloody hell, it's a dross watch. Them and their Wolves, mate, two of the worst games I'll ever watch for United. Um, right, moving on, mate. Uh, obviously, we both think Burnley's going to be safe, scraping. I think safety. they'll scrape by. I think they'll yeah. scrape by. Um, Brighton, thoughts? Brighton, I mean, kind of quite relatively similar to Burnley, aren't they? Where, like, they were down, they were down there at that end. I mean, I think Brighton will probably be okay again. Um, I'll, uh, what I would say, mate, is in terms of the Brighton manager and the way they play, I think there's quite a vast difference between them. And the only thing Brighton are short of, in terms of being a, like I would say, a, a comfortable bottom ten team or like just mid, just under mid table. Do you know what I mean? As in, like they're not fighting it out for relegation. area is a striker that can finish. Because I think as a team they create quite a lot. I've noticed, but Morpai is just, yeah, he's just a, he's not a striker. I think he's an attacking midfielder playing as a striker. He just, or defensive midfielder. Even he runs a lot around a lot. Obviously, he must be doing things that you can't really catch unless you're in the stadium or you're the manager. But I think if they can get a half decent, put it this way, if they had someone like Ings they would go from relegation battlers to comfortably finishing close to 10th. I know what you mean. I mean, I think, um, like, the stats better, aren't they? Like, basically, they, they, struggle, they struggle with the home record. Like, they only got four wins at home last year, which, you know I mean, that's always going to, like, put you in the in the mix. Like, but actually, they didn't, they, weren't, they didn't concede too many goals. Like, 
they conceded as many goals at home as say Aston Villa did or Southampton or or even White Wolves. You mean they're in that they're in that ilk really. So you're right, it's that and like you say, the style of players was more progressive than say Burnley. So I suppose I was only really drawing that parallel in terms of like relatively newly promoted clubs that like struggle at that end of the table. I mean that hasn't always been the case of Burnley, but but you're right, like, I think for me, like they're not Brighton, like you kind of to your point about Burnley, like Brighton are the type of team where you'd like them to see them stay in the Premier League for a while because like they are that kind of progressive team, aren't they? Where if they got a, a player who could score goals at home, they would comfortably be, be mid table, like yeah. and, and on merit as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's uh move on, mate, to Brentford. Brentford, um, like they're gonna struggle. Like, I mean it's their first time, isn't it, in the league. Um, money ball, mate. Money ball. Is it money... going to pay off? That's that's all. That's all I know. That they do their transfers in the. Ah, oh, I mean, mate, mate. Like you know, you're talking like the money ball super king here, like Jimmy. Um, <laughs> so you've watched the film, yeah? <laughs> read the book before I watched the film, mate. Um, read, read, read other books as well before. I, read I was that reading one, the book backwards, mate, as I was watching <laughs> the film. <laughs> but uh, I mean, listen, right? Like, you know, they. They've been quite like their rise has been quite meteoric, really, hasn't it? Like yeah, for the, for yeah. a club like them to get in the Premier League, like is a phenomenal achievement. Like, um, yeah. But you know, and despite like how well managed a club can be, um, like it doesn't change the fact that like they are going to struggle this year. And I think yeah. I think for them, like you know, if if you were smart as a club for them their goal would be to learn how to how to get the experience that when they go down if they come yeah. back up again that's that's then how they build a base to survive in the league in the medium term a bit of a, like a west brom or something exactly like west that. brom is the yeah. classic example isn't it where do you mean they use the money that they've got to consolidate come back up and then come back up stronger yeah, and i think if that's that, the smart way isn't that's, it that's that's like you I mean if if i was them i'll be thinking that as in terms of like a purely like five year plan of like how do I then get myself consolidated in the Premier League when I get to like year four, year five? Do you mean? Uh, and I'm sure that that's how they'll be thinking, mate. Like, I have no idea about them in terms of where they're going to finish. I think they'll be in the relegation battle for sure, but I get the feeling they'll go down, mate. I think they'll um, be down. But I, I think... I, again, it's a, I don't really know much about their manager. I know that, like, in terms of like the football that they play, they try to be quite progressive and, like I said, they, they, they follow the money ball rule. I think. Um, who's the Aston Villa guy? Uh, Watkins, Ben Rama, all of them's from like Brentford. So they've 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 sold on quite a lot of good players as well. So they must have, you know, quite a good scout. But that's that's like Southampton, that wasn't it? If you remember, yeah. like Southampton yeah. were like always selling players, but then always finishing mid table. Yeah. Do you mean? And like you say, that's that's the key. Like as a club, like that's what your success is founded on. Is like you want other players to want to buy your players. Sell them on, but then you've already like backed up the talent pipeline. Do you mean that's the smart way to do it? Like, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, let's move on, mate. Um, Aston Villa, 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 Villa. Well, obviously, they've lost Greedish, which is a, a massive, massive hit, like in terms of talent. Um, do you they... think, just whilst you mentioned that, do you think from a Villa point of view? They've done well in terms of they were obviously going to lose them at some point to get 100 million in this window. Well, what I would say is, like, I mean, I think 100 million this window, like, I mean, 
personally speaking, and I know this is like quite a controversial view, but like generally speaking, when I've got a, if I had a player like that and I was a team like Villa, I would personally want to sell him, and that's provided that you're able to like reinvest the money in the team because if you spend the money well, like that provides you with, I think, a much better platform than just relying on one player. And like, say, for example, Tottenham is like the classic example where like they've got an astronomical amount of money on bail and no, not necessarily all of their signings like paid off. But I think if you looked at them over, say, five seasons, I think they probably would have done better than just like trying to like haul out the bail. Um, yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of teams is that like, generally speaking, like Arsenal, if I'm honest, mate, like back in the day, like we were terrible at this. Like we would like cling on to our players, like, you mean, and not extract the maximum value out of them. And then, yeah. like, you mean, and that was, you know, and, and for me, I always kind of, you know, you know, I always try and view, like, team and system and, like, approach you, above just, individuals. Just before you move on from that point, mate, what you meant, made about Arsenal, do you not think it's a little bit to do with it's easier for someone like Villa to sell their talisman? Oh, of course it is, mate. Co- of course it is. you, as Arsenal at the time, are selling... Like obviously now it's a little bit different for Arsenal. We'll get on to them, but like say fifteen years ago, like you don't want to seem to be that club because you like look at yourself as one of the big clubs. So if you're selling constantly to one of the other big clubs, yeah, I, I, I take your point, mate. I mean, and I think it is a very valid point about like perception and stuff. But yeah. like, and 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 you are right about it. Let's just say it's easier for Aston Villa to sell a Grealish because like. I think most fans would understand, like that. You know, what I mean, he's been a boyhood fan fan of Villa. Like he's come Man through United, their system. Mate. Don't forget, <laughs> boyhood fan of both Villa and Man United. Yeah, he's uh, tweeted more about Man United when he was younger, man. By the looks of it, it's just a glory supporter, um, <laughs> which is why he's got the city. Um, <laughs> I don't really mean that, um, but the point is, like, you know, I think, I think most Villa fans would say like they understand like that he, he deserves to be in like one of the top performing teams yeah. in, in the league. I mean, I think, I think, you know, most fans of Villa would understand that. And also like, he's not screwed them over. And I think as well, that's the one thing I'd say about City. I know you're joking about like, oh, they spent all the money or whatever, but like, I think City have handled that quite well because it seems yeah. obvious to me that that deal was agreed some time ago. It's allowed, they've not announced it. They've allowed, effectively Aston Villa to go out and spend the money that they're going to get from Grealish in a way that like not every club goes and demands double the transfer fee because they know they're selling Grealish, do you mean? So I think that that was quite classy by Man City. Um, I think it was quite classy about by Grealish as well, but it's probably more by Grealish, mate, and Villa because they had an agreement to sell him for 100 million and um, what do you call it? Uh, Another Champions League club basically. I think uh, Villa's chairman came out and said that um, if they got 100 million from a Champions League club, they'd let him leave. It was in like the contract that he re signed. I'm assuming it was Villa because uh, City would have probably wanted Grealish in as soon as possible. So I'm assuming it was Villa, uh, Grealish that probably. I don't know, mate. I think, I think Man City have that, like, you know, um, I think they've got. I think I think I mean don't get me wrong I think you're right like don't you know I think it is it was a degree of at Villa and Grealish but I think as well like you know I think it was like Man City when they pursued pursued like Guardiola and stuff do you mean I think they tend to have quite a classy way of operating about them like um yeah. you know and I think that, to be honest I think that comes from like the 
the the management team that they brought across from Barcelona. I think they were quite classy operators, to be honest. Really, I mean, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I, but the question then becomes for Villa about like you know, have how wisely have they reinvested like that money, and does it actually make the team overall like you know equal I... to or stronger than what it was with Grealish in it, like. So, so I'll give you what prediction I gave in the last episode to the lads. I had Villa finishing sixth, and I think their signings, from what I what I know about those players, I think they're very shrewd pieces of business, mate. Like, um, let's see who they've signed. Uh, they've signed Ings. I don't think anyone can deny that's a quality signing for Villa. He guarantee if he stays fit, he guarantees you goals. Um, they've signed Buendia, who I think you guys were after. Mate, we get linked with everyone, like so. No, but I think you guys were genuinely after him. Uh, he's a really good player, mate. He's like a. I think even for Norwich when he was playing last season, like his chance creation was. To be honest, mate, all of this he... XG stuff, but he, he's. <laughs> He passed the eye test, put it that way. Like when I was watching him for Norwich, not last season, the season before, sorry. Obviously, I didn't really watch him last season, but apparently he done wonders in the championship. But in the Premier League, the last six months, you could see he's a quality player. They've signed Leon Bailey. Um, the only reason I know of him is because United used to get linked with him every like summer. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how good he actually is. Um, and then I think... Oh, they've got uh, Tuan CB on uh, loan as well. But I get the feeling that I, th- I think I might have missed one or two signings off me. And they'll probably sign more people. They're trying to get Ward Prowse. So I think the loss of Grealish will probably be covered by several players rather than one. But well, I think that's it, isn't it? Time, time, one, isn't time, it? Will, time will tell, I guess, isn't yeah. it? And that's, it's a and bit that's... of a, like the bail factor, isn't it? Because people it's thought a... the time bail went, that money when they spread it over five players was going to be amazing, but it didn't turn out that way. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is that I think, as you say, that's the. It seems it it seems on the face of it, like you say, that it's been relatively shrewd what they they've done and are doing. Um, but like you say, only time will tell. I mean, I think I think that's bold to say they'll finish sixth. Personally speaking, yeah. Um, I I can t- I kind of see where you're coming from in terms of that. Like you know, they didn't do um, you know, fantastically well last year. Um, yeah. And they you know they they could actually improve from last year. So I do take your point. And actually, like there wasn't that big of a gap from Villa in like eleventh up to like you know where Arsenal were in eighth, so yeah. I don't think it's unforeseeable that they could improve on last year, but personally I would put them in that in that range of being like eighth to twelfth personally. Plus don't don't forget mate, they probably got like what the third or the fourth best goalkeeper in the league. Hmm. Um that Arsenal let go. <laughs> yeah, um, like, speaking of Arsenal, don't talk me about about him because that honestly winds me up that like let's let's move on mate. Yeah, let's speak about the last club Top of the Premier League before it kicks off because <laughs> it's alphabet. That's that's the best, the, the best, the best position we're going to finish that season. I tell you that, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I, yeah, I think let's that... let's start with Arteta, mate. Like, what what do you think? Good manager, right person, or have you seen enough to say mm, he shouldn't be trusted with the funds? Well, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's uh. 
obviously I could talk for hours about this, so I'll try and like condense my thoughts because we we'll probably talk about it more in depth. Um, personally speaking, like I don't think I think Arteta is doing all right. Like I think that um, I think I think the signings that we're making this year, like make me feel a bit more confident um, about Arteta and the way he wants to play. Um, I think that some the fact that, like, let's just say, for example, like, we've kept um, Xhaka and we've kept Bellerin, like, I think those will turn out to be, like, bad decisions by us. Um, but I can kind of see why, why we wouldn't let them go. Um, I think Arteta... Personally, I don't think it's one of these things because I knew this question was going to come up and I was thinking about it because I haven't, like, I must admit I'm not like, oh, Arteta's doing an amazing job. But actually, I think really for me, like, I don't really see that many people out there who would do, who would like, who would, who would want to come to Arsenal that would do a significantly better job. And I think that when you look at the squad and the way that we're moving with the squad, I think the thing that we need more than anything is stability. Um, from the head coach, so personally speaking, like, and also probably a bit of a controversial opinion, but like, let's just say Arsenal finished like eighth again this year. Like, I wouldn't be clamoring to get rid of Arteta because I think the stability is more important for us as a club, like, in the stage that we're at the moment, than necessarily like, I mean, getting rid of Arteta. Personally, and it's a bit like Wenger, you know, completely different circumstances, but like, for me, the only reason I'd get rid of Arteta is if I saw another coach become available who played in the kind of way that we wanted the team to play that would do a better job than Arteta. Like, I wouldn't be getting rid of a manager because, like, the club the club finished eighth in a season. Like, I mean, that's just not... That's a stupid reason, I think, to get rid of managers, personally. Um, yeah. I'll uh, make a couple of points. But, yeah, you're right what you said at the start, mate. We'll keep this one quite condensed and then uh, we'll have an Arsenal like episode we'll get one of the guys in and then we'll have a good long chat about Arsenal and see where they are but just a point I wanted to make so about the manager you mentioned obviously you don't know who would come see in my mind someone like say Harsen Hootel that we were talking about before like would you not want to take a gamble on him like I'll tell you going back even further is like in terms of when I mentioned Man United, I said the only thing I'd like to see my managers do is have, like, I want to see pro- progression. It doesn't matter at what pace. Um, with Arteta, I felt he started going backwards last some, last season. I think which is worrying. No, listen, like, I think you're absolutely right, mate. Like, I think that I would want to see progression. Um, I think that we've got to be realistic about like Man United's ability to go out and buy players that enable the team to progress. So like yeah. if you look if you look at like, you know, and I know it's like a bit of a silly, silly parallel, but like look at the investment you made in a player like Harry Maguire versus yeah. like us getting Ben White. Do you mean and it's not oh, no I, cr- I think your owners have a lot to answer for me. No, like, no, they do the, the, the absolute they absolutely do, mate. And I think the thing that you know because I know me and you talked about this quite a long time ago, but I think that like when Wenger left, what we did is we went out and made a bunch of rash purchases and like we basically like wasted the the benefit, like the advantage that we had that yeah. Wenger had built us up. And once you've done that, 
the only real thing that you can do as Arsenal from from now on is kind of go the direction that we've gone, where we've got a lot of young talent in that squad. Um, and therefore, like, it, it hurts me to say this, but, like, a, a club like Arsenal, it's about a five-year plan. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, literally going, like, how do I build the way that this team plays to get, like, these kids or these young, these young talent to be able to, like, grow together as a team and be able to improve over, like, a course of five years? And I think if we're honest, I think if 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 Arsenal were honest with themselves, like we're still going through that transition, and that's why I was saying, like you know, for me, like I would have got rid of Xhaka, like almost irrespective of the money that came in for him, because I don't think like he's part of that five-year plan. Um, and like like likewise with Bellerin, like I don't think you know, don't get me wrong, I, I think Bellerin is actually a good a good player, um, and he adds a lot on that right flank for us, but he doesn't feel to me to be committed to that kind of five-year plan. And therefore, like, I would get rid of him and replace him with someone else who is a grower. Do you mean, like, yeah. find someone like but, Tierney on the left on the left side who is a grower um, yeah. and replace Bellerin with him? Do you mean, and I think that they're the type of moves that I would like us to be seeing, making, where, you know, for us, let's be honest, mate, like, you know, I think we could improve. Like, I think... You know, sixth position for us is within our grasp if we have a good season that all things go go well for us. But equally at the same time, we could e- easily be eighth again next year. Um, you know, um, which is not a good place for us, if I'm honest, mate. But that's realistically where we yeah. are. To me, I mean, you know? it, it depends on how it's eighth if you can see improvement there. But we'll see. We'll uh, we'll have to revisit that like I say we will have to do an Arsenal only because even I have quite a lot of as you know thoughts on Arsenal whether it's now or in the Wenger days we'll have to unbox all of that at one point or another Um, so just a last question on Arsenal mate like where I know you've kind of alluded to it maybe eighth is that like where you see them finishing this season or? I think I think between so I mean I, I have actually got them because obviously I'm a fan so I'm going to be optimistic right so I, I've got them down as sixth um in my prediction and i think the only the only um if you like scraps that i'm looking at there is that like i think that well the two things i'd say is, is that like i think ben white unequivocally like improves us defensively um defensive though but was it well, no 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 i don't like 100 like absolutely like Let's, I'm not talking about the price tag yeah, here, but yeah, but if yeah. we if we say like I agree, agree. Who who was playing centre back for Arsenal last year? Like, is that guy a significantly better quality player than 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 the players that we had there before? Yes, is the answer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and we only conceded 39 goals last year, so I mean, I think actually bizarre, like we'll be better defensively. So therefore, I can see us like you know with the way that Arteta tries to play as well, with us being around that 40 goal mark or whatever. So, yeah. so, so therefore, actually, our season is built more on the amount of goals that we score. And actually, the, the thing about that is that we have got young players like that will naturally get better year on year. So, yeah. and, and listen, mate, like you know, I, I, I'm under no illusions that, like you mean, I'm sure that my my, my illusions going to get shattered like relatively early in the season about how much of a step forward we've taken going forward. Like because yeah. we we've not been good going forward. Like I think. In flashes, flashes we show we're potentially capable of as a team, but 
you know, we're a long way away from being the type of side that would threaten top four, is my view. Um, and, you know, I don't think we're going to make any of the types of signings that are going to bridge that gap um, yeah. in in the time that we've got left. Yeah, uh, I don't think I can disagree with pretty much everything you've said. The only thing I would say is uh, I'm not 100% sure on, uh, what's he called, uh, Ben White. Um, I just haven't seen enough of him, mate, in terms of to say, like, if he's a significant, let me get my words out, significant improvement on, like, say, the likes of Gabriel or whoever else you guys had uh, playing centre-back. Well, we had, like, da- we had David Luiz, mate, and then we had, like, Holden, do you mean? So it's like, you yeah, know, I think Gabriel's, enough, Gabriel's a good player, but I think Ben yeah. White is definitely better than either of them, so... Yeah. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Um, we'll wrap it up here, I guess. We've managed to get through all 20 teams. Uh, just over one and a half hours, mates, uh, or just under, rather. So we've done all right. Uh, I'll catch up with you next week. All right, mate. Speak to you next week. See you there, buddy. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, We will aim to be back next week again with a couple of episodes, hopefully. Um, In the meantime, feel free to follow us on Twitter at TheTotal90Pod or on Insta, Total90Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you guys and hopefully receiving some suggestions for future episodes or any useful feedback that you might have. Thank you.